This episode brought to you by Field Notes brand, USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com, or if you're in Chicago, go to their store at 400 North May. Coming soon to ears everywhere, an ancient evil awakens. Blurry photos. Hey, cool headphones. Don't put those on! Blurry photos. A nightmare trek into a world of mystery and terror. Oh, no, 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 no! Blurry photos. No one-star review could stop it. General Carter. We asked them to stop doing all those terrible accents. And? It had no effect, sir. Good God. I... Blurry photos. But if you choose to subscribe... And like us on Facebook. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ah! Available on iTunes. And Stitcher. And also on Stitcher. Blurry photos. <laughs> Hi, David Stecco. Hi, David Flora. My name's David Flora. My name's Dave Stecco. <laughs> Any other questions? Do I, we make it I, clear I, enough? I didn't ask. If I get one more email address to Benjamin Flora, I'm going to lose my mind. I hope we f***ing put an end to it. We get one at all addressed <laughs> to Benjamin Flora. How are you guys doing? Hmm? Hmm? Okay, that was too much. Overshared. Dave, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm a little tired. I've been uh, packing up and moving out. Lots of packing. Uh, I drive truckloads of my possessions to Iowa, then I drive right back. Mm. So I'm really good at driving. Mm-hmm. Haven't crashed at all. Good. Um, pretty good at packing and moving. Not very good at getting enough sleep, but um, really good at podcasting. Do you have anything to sleep on these days? Um, for this week, I do. But on Friday, I am moving all of my large furniture. Like That will be the last real move. Everything else will be just a bag with enough clothes for the week just to finish out work and stuff. I think because I can't live without it for a week, I think I'll keep my computer on my desk, but the desk breaks down totally flat. And that'll be that. That'll be that. F*** you, Chicago. Yep. Big F you to the second <laughs> city. You're the third rate second city. Suck it. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's my story. Well, but, uh, I've got uh, a pretty sweet setup going on over at my new home in uh, Iowa City. You've got the um, luxury of planning out your recording space. There. Yeah, which is pretty great. Yeah, we've had to assemble our our stuff on the on the fly and yeah, and it's kind been of an, Frankenstein it as we go. It's been an iterative process. Mm-hmm. That's how I'd put that. That's how uh, that's how I'd put that. Uh, <laughs> but you're not here to hear about. Uh, Setting up a new no. recording space. and You're here to hearing. hear some weird sh- from some weird guys. Well, guess what? Your wish is coming true. <laughs> Aces. <laughs> Unlucky. Uh, no, extra lucky. Oh, well. Flora. Yes. As I so often say. Tell them what they've won. Well, Dave, this episode, we're going to be talking about the dark web. Whoa. Uh, so. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right, so you're going to have some dark web. All right, first, you're going to start 
with some surface web, okay? I know what you're thinking. That's not what I came here for. Well, guess what? We got to start somewhere. We're going to start with the surface web. Then, boom, we're going to crack through the base of that. You think you're in the dark web. You're wrong. You're in the deep web. You haven't gotten there yet. You got to dig through a whole lot of deep web. And then, boom, there's the rich chocolatey center of the dark web. And chocolate it is. Yeah. Enough to kill a dog. Yeah, and that dog is called your sense of innocence mm-hmm. or your belief in human decency. Both. Let's you wanna you wanna just dive in? Yeah, see, let's see just, what we let's got. Just, let's just dip the tip. Let's okay. just get it in there. That's better. Yeah, that is <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was the second version of that intro. <laughs> Somehow, to my mind, better than the first. <laughs> well, it it was less objectionable somehow. Um probably not. This is this has been a listener suggestion. In fact, uh, a few folks have uh, uh, asked us to go over it. So here we are. Yep. We're getting to it, digging uh, through it. Interesting stuff. Something that I'm not sure that a lot of people are aware of. Yeah, I think that they are approximately aware of. It's something that comes up in the news sometimes. Uh, anyone who has ever heard a news story about like a uh, Silk Road, you know, that yeah. stuff will pop up. But I think past that, I don't know. I think people know it's out there, but everyone, it's you know what at least to my experience in college, it's like knowing that there's drugs in college. I didn't know anyone who had drugs. I had no way of knowing how to get to drugs. That's how cool I was in college. Mm, Yeah. Um, and, and I, to me, it's like that. It's, it's like, Oh, I know it's out there, but I don't know anyone who, how would I, how do you, right, right. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's one of those things that people don't hear a lot about, but when they do, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I believe that. You know yeah. what I mean? So, oh, okay. Of course, you know, the, the internet's a, a huge thing. Yeah. The internet itself, the the capital I internet. Something like um, one billion individual websites now operate on it or something like that. Really? You don't think that's true? No, it's just, that's, a, that's just sad. <laughs> that's a tragedy. <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed to hear that. Think of, uh, think of how many pages those sites have, too. And GeoCities. How much black pages with white text? Oh, too much. <laughs> One is too much. I mean, I, in in today's internet world, you can find just about anything to buy, watch, or learn about. But the internet we see and use every day is just a part of a larger network structure. One most people, like we said, never think about or, or know that they even use. Yeah. The internet is so much bigger than than you might think, and this vastness of size makes it relatively simple to hide data and fly under the radar. Yep. The ease of dodging search engines and perhaps even government agencies and businesses has also led some folks to believe the underbelly of the internet holds a breadth of shadowy dealings and sinister activity. Oh, a breadth? A breadth. Whew. That's like a, a breath and bread. Yeah. At the same time. Delicious and and necessary. Necessary for life. Yeah. Drug running, counterfeiting, human trafficking, child pornography, hitmen for hire, terrorist sales, and dogs and cats living together. (laughs) And even murder theater are allegedly rampant there. Some people even think at the very deepest part of it, a homicidal psychopathic artificial intelligence lives and controls more of the world each day whoa is what that is that what's responsible for the juggalos psychopathic <laughs> computer ai no. what what 
That's what's his name, Crunk. Hey y'all, this is Crunt. Crunt. That's, that's just that's all Crunt. It's all. It's just that's it's just Crunt at the very bottom of the <laughs> internet. Well, it's, there's nothing but Crunt. If do you, if I haven't said it before, I feel like I have. Do yourself a favor, Google Crunt K R U N T. He's the world's best juggalo who tries to scare you, but guess what? He's still got some emotional and sexual stuff to work out, and it's all going to come out. It's it's just the <laughs> one best of Dave's favorite videos of all time. <laughs> Easily top five internet, and I don't know what could possibly kick it out of there. <laughs> Puppies. So if you start looking into this supposedly seedy sector, you'll hear terms like deep web, shadow web, Marianas web, and dark web. Or the Marianos about. web. Mariano's web. Which is really just a web ring of Italian restaurants and coupon sources. Uh, grocery stores. Yeah. And what's more unnerving than the bottom of the ocean floor of the internet? We currently have limited, if any, technology to dive down and observe and record what might be lurking down there. Are you guys getting this metaphor? Because we are waiting, running with it. Just waiting to drag us to horrors unknown to mankind. We'll be climbing inside a digital bathscape. I hope we don't get the, the the binary bends upon our surfacing from this deep underwater metaphor. It could be anything and might be everything. <laughs> or so the legends go. Yeah. We'll be strapping ourselves into the submersible of rationality <laughs> and yes! diving into the murky depths of misconceptions. It's a bath escape. To find out just what the dark web is, if there's a difference between that and the deep web, and what is actually going on, and try to get to the fact behind the fiction. We're not even in that category this year, are we? We're always in that category. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we'll guess what I love not paying attention to. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's let's get back to where some of this stuff started. I mean, that's a good place to begin, right? Well, you'd have to go all the way back to the 1990s for that. <laughs> I wish I could. I don't. I wish I could. Uh, I was in junior high in the in 1990. I was 15 years old. I'd already killed two men. <laughs> I was on the run. You've you've written this before for one of your fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, I think I may have that. That story may have got into a fantasy football post, uh, uh, which is which is why we're offering the Blurry Photos Fantasy Football League. We're terrible at football, but boy, we like to spin a yarn. Man, I, I wonder if the '90s were as shitty as today seems. What if we were our age in the '90s that we are right now? I wonder if and and we're dialed into like you know, what's going on in the world and politics and threats to humanity and in the environment and stuff. Like everything in the nineties was awesome. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're like, no, nah, I don't want to go back there. That's what I'm, that's why I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, I go back there. I don't want to go back there. And I'll tell you why. Uh, with some real, with some obvious exceptions, it's an entire decade. Some obvious inceptions. With the, with the Merbius Humpleptions, connections. Ah, the music in the 90s was terrible. Jesus. Yep, that's the reason to stay here. I have more reasons. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh, food was so bad. Uh, could you, with the knowledge you have now, go back to the 90s and enjoy video games? With the exception of the Nintendo 64, which is evergreen and perfect. Super Nintendo was great. I, I loved Super Nintendo. I don't know. 
I I'll say this. I wouldn't want to go back. Yeah, you can stay here and burn. <laughs> God, but oh man. So does that mean that you'd like buy shares in Yahoo, mm-hmm. sell them, buy them again, <laughs> sell them again? <laughs> Or use your Yahoo shares to buy Google shares or just hang out? Well, just buy Google at that point. It wasn't that huge. Well, couldn't you? I think you would have to, because Google didn't go public until it was already like Google with a capital G. So you'd have to like hang out with those guys. I guess if I went back to the 90s, I'd become a computer nerd. Like I'd have to Doogie Hauser it (laughs) and then and then just like hang out near those guys so that they had to hire me to work at their Gurgle. That's uh, that's our episode of yeah. what would we do? Jesus, <laughs> what a dumb what one. What would we do in this decade? What a bunch of tragic speculation. And I know I because you guys are way more clever than we are in the in the moment. Like the emails I'm going to get like, really, that's the best you could come up with. You two birds in the moment. <laughs> yes, that's the best we could come up with. Well, when you finish your time machine, I'll sit down and really think about it and we'll have a better plan. I just uh, I, I don't I don't know the the thing that I get hung up on is would I enjoy it as much as I did when, you know, when I was younger, because I definitely did not give a shit about politics or, or the world or how everything was tied together. I'd probably go to a ton of Veruca salt concerts. Okay. And tiger trap. See, some of the music was pretty good, but, uh, what was going on back in the nineties is that the U S intelligence, uh, operations were looking for a way to hide all of the president's blow jays. <laughs> Blow chains. Blow <laughs> It's like you. you <laughs> I know you committed and then uncommitted the all key, at once. The key is to thread the needle and only disguise the least offensive words. <laughs> That's what's hard about it. <laughs> I, think, I think I would have opted for B jobs. I like blow jays. All right, sounds like Toronto a doo wop I get it. All right. No, they they were looking for a way to protect online communications since online activities can and probably are tracked and recorded and therefore traceable. Yeah, the I mean back when Al Gore was busy in the the in his uh, blacksmith shop hammering out with hot iron and and tongs and a hammer the the architecture of the internet like anonymity or privacy just didn't enter into the the picture whatsoever. No one gave a f***. They were like, "Eh, I don't know. Just make it work. It's just for, you know, universities or military bases to talk to each other. Why would that have to be private? (laughs) Slide whistle sound. (laughs) Now, the problem that this created that they figured out pretty quickly, since they had built a network architecture that had little to no ability to provide privacy, there were things, you know, the sender and receiver of data could be traced yeah. and, and you could figure out who said what and to whom. Well, it's the United States freaking government. They instantly were like, ah, shit. what if we want to use this to not let anybody know where that's happening? Yeah, what if we want to spy on people? The, the problem being, well, we just built the internet and it's built and it's out there now and it's done. So how do you solve this problem? The only way the government could. We'll build another network. Build it again. So the Naval Research Laboratory developed a system which, quote, allowed for bi-directional communications over the Internet where the source and destination cannot be determined by a midpoint. Uh, yeah. So this this new system, uh, they built what's called an overlay network. It sits upon the existing architecture, mm-hmm. but it is it is uh, instead of things going from A to C, you can send things from A to B 
B to C. Now you now you've disguised. You've altered that midpoint we were just talking about. Right, the midpoint that everybody can see. Yeah, you've you've Not moved that midpoint. C, you've moved it out of the 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 internet that everyone knows and moved it into this overlay network. Yeah, this Vandalay network with a little boost from DARPA in 1997. Uh, they set up what was known as the Onion Routing Project, which we'll will explain in detail in just a bit. Uh, this is also shortened to T-O-R, which everybody just says Tor. Yep. And they launched that in September of 2002. And I think, I think, yeah, I think everyone with that passing knowledge of how this works knows that, that Tor is involved. There is a Tor. You, you hear Tor. In Thor. I didn't, yeah, I didn't uh, uh, know a thing about Tor until I did this research. I knew that to get to, to access uh, the dark web, you had to have a Tor client because mm. it, it was the only way to, to mask your access. And yeah, I, 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 I knew that. And literally that is where that <laughs> sidewalk ends. Obviously as a government created network for anonymity that only the government had access to the anonymity soon became moot as people could tell when connections came from that network. So they decided to open it up to everyone to create true anonymity. So what would happen is if, They've got this this built over uh, uh, this overlay network that they're using to anonymously access regular websites and, and things like that. Well, those websites still see the requests for data, even if they don't know where they came from, even if it's anonymous. So suddenly they're getting all these requests for data that are coming from these anonymous sources. And if the United States government is the only people who has access to this, well, then you, then they know exactly Guess who the what? hell's doing it. You just want a free look from the FBI. <laughs> right. So it's that there's, well, no one knows. It's totally anonymous, but I'm the only one who knows how to make their signal anonymous, but who knows, you know? <laughs> and so to fix this, they had to, uh, to hide their shark in the water, they had to fill the tank with other sharks. They had to, to bring all, they had to make it public. They had yeah. to allow the public access to this to fill the channel with functionally Sharks. background noise yeah. to, to have all these tons and tons of requests. So you don't know which one was from right. an entity seeking information. One was just from a uh, 17 year old in Boise. Yeah. The, uh, a, a great town, by the yeah, way, a great town, Flora, a great town, but with good, good people that deserve fun podcast all right, entertainment. All right. All right. <laughs> Tor is probably the best known uh, overlay network, uh, routing network out there, but there are a bunch, like a bunch. Yeah. So let's get familiar with the terms that you're going to hear in this realm, such as uh, deep web, dark web, dark net, um, dark meat, meat web, meat wad, and Frylock. <laughs> there is a difference between deep and dark web. Yes. Although people commonly use one for the other. Those people are idiots. They're wrong. They're dummies. You'll find tons of infographics showing it all as an iceberg. I don't know if you you saw that, but that's, I did. There's just picture after picture of it's like this is the layer that you can see. This is the layer under the surface. This, this is the is part the that layer. sinks ships. Yeah, this is the part that's made up entirely of loose lips. And this is where the heart of the sea lies. Oh yeah, that stupid old lady chucked it over the side. Stupid old lady. I hope that she enjoys her active emotional uh, closure when she can't afford her house payments when she gets back to land because she didn't know she was going to die then. Yeah. Spoilers: that old bitch dies. <laughs> And they cut Medicaid. Probably because Bill Paxton saw her chuck that amulet and was like, I'm going to make it look like an accident, you greasy old bag. 
I wish James Cameron had called me for advice about that movie. <laughs> it turns out that the ship captain, it's still Bill Paxson's character from Weird Science. He's he's Chet the asshole. <laughs> God, I'm going to let us get through this episode. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, let's start with Tor. Yeah. Since we just uh, talked about it. Again, Tor. the onion router, da- uh, uh, Davos, the, the overlay network. Whoa. No. Uh, but more specifically, it's encryption in the application layer of a communication protocol stack nested like the layers of an onion. Whoa. Why don't you back that truck up and, and, and run over this raccoon one more time? <laughs> really? Because I, I don't think uh, running over it's going to do any, <laughs> anything. Tor encrypts the data, including the destination IP address, multiple times and sends it through a virtual circuit comprising successive randomly selected Tor relays. Each relay decrypts a layer of encryption to reveal only the next relay in the circuit in order to pass the remaining encrypted data onto it. The final relay decrypts the innermost layer of encryption and sends the original data to its destination without revealing or even knowing the source IP address. Wow. Now, so we'll yeah. give you a minute to uncross your eyes. Right. So so that's 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 a brilliant solution to the problem. So at each juncture, the the data being carried is never revealed. Only the next location where the data is being routed. Yeah. And it is only in that last so if you wanted to trace data from one of these Tor connections, you could only trace it to the previous node where it was decrypted and 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 revealed yeah. before being sent. So you're really only gonna get one uh, you know, I don't know how many times it goes through this process, probably hundreds, but you're, you're certainly never going to get back to the source of it. Yeah. Which is I, pretty brilliant. I like to think of it as a house probably made of pumpkins. I, uh-huh. I mean, you know, but it's got like six doors on the outside to get in. So it randomly chooses one of those doors to walk inside. And then there's a room with six doors on it and it randomly chooses one of those doors to go in. And then there's another room with six doors on. So it's like, but it never says, oh, I came in from door number two on, on uh, that room and I came in from door number five on the outside. Right. You only know where it came You only from. see it like open the door and come in. I would say that it's like a Tootsie Pop where the uh, Tootsie Roll center is the data and it just keeps handing that pop to people and they just lick a little bit off and then once they lick it, they know who to give it to now and each person licks it and then knows who to give it to. And finally, the last person gets just a taste of tootsie and knows that the next person to give it to is who it's supposed to go to. And that person says, thanks for doing all the hard work and just nibbles that sweet, chewy, chocolatey center. Candychat.org, everybody. <laughs> got a Facebook page. Yeah. So so that's what uh, Tor is. Yep. Uh, now let's talk about the Darknet and Clearnet. Let's just talk about this. I do love because is this is in uh, uh, this is firmly in the realm of the nerds in computer times mm-hmm. that things have d- dramatic names, overly dramatic names. <laughs> Dark net. Yeah, you couldn't just call it the alt net. You couldn't call it the the other net. No, this has this is the dark net. <laughs> Neckbeard. And it's not the light net. It's the clear net. Right. Two. Yeah, but it's because you can see everything. Tor is how you get into a dark net. Yeah, it's it's the access point, and it it doesn't like you said before. It doesn't have to be. It's much the same way you how you kind of have your choice of 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 search, search engines. It. Thank you. Hmm. Much like you have the choice of search engines now, 
uh, you, know, you could use Google or right. Yahoo or ask Jeeves. There are multiple clients that do this exact same thing. I would say Tor is by far the most popular. Sure. It's like the Google of routing. Yeah, exactly. Routing routers. Um, now, uh, overlay networks, of course, like we said, are encrypted. And that's what makes them dark nets. Yeah. And the opposite being surface webs, which is uh, surface web, which is an unencrypted network or clear net. Yeah. Or clear web. I, this is my bad. I've written, <laughs> I've written clear web and clear net on here. And I, now I'm confused. Well, here's the thing. There's no difference. It's just like who said what? Some people like to say internet. Some people like to say the worldwide webs. Well, it so doesn't matter. It's clear. It's clear. Uh, and since it's dark net, I guess we'll go with clear net. But that's sure. that's uh, the un- an unencrypted network uh, or what's known as the surface web, which is anything you can access through a search engine on John Q computer. Yep. Anything, John Q, anything Q computer. that Google's eye of Sauron yeah. can land upon is on the clear net. Right. Which is also known as the surface web. Yeah. Search engines index data and locate slash follow domains and hyperlinks to find results. You, are, you, are you still with us, guys? You guys doing all right? It'll Wait, it'll hold. it'll get better, and 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 it'll really piss you off soon. We promise. Hold on, let me help you out. Let me help you out. All right, I got me a bit of an accent right now. We're talking about computers and intranets and dark webs. All right, now we're back to it. <laughs> Is that good? A little, little taste. Yeah. yeah, that's what they come here for, <laughs> right? <laughs> you dry fuss. I'm Richard Dreyfus here. That's what they actually come here for. Um, now, from what I read, it's estimated that only 0.03% of the internet is accessible via search engines. Right. Now, uh, real quick, I want to point out that this number uh, is a popular number to throw out there in this research. I saw it for this, for that that um, search engines can only access 0.03% of the internet, and I also saw it in another place that said 0.03 was the percentage of the dark web that's used for nefarious stuff. So it seems a, like a fun, weird number that everyone keeps picking. Yeah. They, they, so, so forgive us if, well, if, yeah, we've if got you that find confused. out it's 0.7% of the internet, we're not going to the penalty box. You can just suck it. Well, I'm not, not going. And, uh, I, I don't care if the number is different, but uh, we'll go to jail for it. Won't do it. Uh, so, so that begs obviously the question is, what are we doing with the other 99 and change percent of the of the internet? And that leads us into questions of the deep web, which is also uh, hidden, but not quite so nefariously. Sure. Um, this is um, things that are behind paywalls. It's really, it's all of the clear net that, that Google can't quite put its thumb on, but it's, it's data, it's um, back pages for... Uh, a Tumblr, um, all of the all of the information that isn't necessarily posted on the page, but all the the extra data for image files and and audio things and all those bits and pieces that make up the internet that aren't what's really on display up front. Yeah, and basically, it's just the part of the web that's not indexed by search engines. Yeah, yeah, you can't go straight to it, and uh, and search engines aren't going to look for it, so. And, and as you can imagine, yeah, that is the the biggest part of the internet. Yeah, also called invisible or hidden web. And like you said, it's, it's password protected stuff, uh, banking, Netflix, yeah. streaming services, things like that are 
uh, are on their unlisted web pages. Anything that's not publicly accessible, um, meaning it's a fucking huge place. I wonder what the what the percentage of web traffic is just Netflix. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't think it's like sixty percent, but I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised to see it like in the teens. Sure. Yeah, it's you know, I think be, it's I think it's taken a big piece of that pie. Seems like that's a it's a common thing to have nowadays. Yeah, that's just a guess. I don't know, but to my mind, if I was on a game show and they asked, that's what I would say. Those of you who are five dollar patrons for our Patreon and got our Chrononauts episode, that's a deep web. Yeah, I, I sent you a an unlisted uh, place. Oh, look at you dabbling in the deep <laughs> web, drawing our listeners into a world of shadow. Deep <laughs> web. Dr- dangling candy of the chrononauts getting to our unmarked digital van now you're ours it's very exciting <laughs> that's you're in the deep web yep you're in the deep web now get your water wings playing with the big boys now okay prince of egypt it was estimated in 2001 to be around 500 times larger than the surface web that's 15 years ago, brah. So God only knows how big it is now. I don't think even God knows. And he ain't telling. There's so much information contained there, and search engines simply can't sift through enough uh, of the of the data to bring meaningful parts to the surface. So, And, and, and that's why you hear all that shit about SEO, search engine optimization. Oh, yeah. It is, it is an attempt to, to lift your data to the top of the flotsam pile. Oh, yeah. In the section of the clearnet that is searchable and indexed by Google, so you're 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 fighting against every other piece of data to make yours more relevant to a search engine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that people pay a ton of money for that. Yeah, that you can get, I guess, certified or just be a search engine optimization person. Yeah, you know, you can you can get out there and advise companies on how to how to do that. You know, how to make their websites better and stuff. It's yep. crazy. We have it on our WordPress. Yeah, that's why we always and, all of our tweets have a hashtag Metallica because that just helps. Ha- hashtag uh, boobs. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag uh, 420 blaze it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Hashtag REM still relevant. Yeah, actually, still you'd relevant. be amazed. Yeah, these guys really still good, draw a lot on, on the internet. So then, underneath this gigantic layer of of inaccessible fat that we'll call the deep web lives the dark web. Now this is the shit that's buried on purpose. This is addresses that Tor can locate that are deliberately set uh, for only anonymous connection. You cannot use your regular browser and ever get to these things. It's only for Tor connections. Or, or some specific or, kind of Yeah, or, or an, a similar client. Yeah. Um, and so you can, and there are search engines within there. Was, what was the one that, uh, was it DuckDuckGo? DuckDuckGo, yeah. I've, I've used that before. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a search engine. Yeah. And you, it, you don't need to software to get to DuckDuckGo. Right. It's just living there. And it's it's untraceable, like it doesn't store any of your search information. Yeah. So that's that's all that is. So that is where people are listing their 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 web uh, their sites and or more accurately their services because they're yeah and and I mean and some of them are totally legit. They're just people who don't want anybody knowing who's coming or going. Some people just don't like that. I I get it. Oh, that yeah. makes sense to me. But I mean, the the point being is that there's a lot of very big websites 
that have a presence on the dark web that you can access through that. They, they want to make money and you know, some well, it's people, also a little more secure for them. Too. Exactly. Some yeah. people like that extra level of security of everything being anonymous. They don't want anyone knowing what they're buying and when they're buying it and having ads tailored sure. into their brain. Yeah. That's freaky. Um, and so there's a section of it that's totally legit and legal and there is another whole section of it and we're going to get to it in a bit, but it's where all the murder is for hire and the <laughs> drugs that fuel the murders and also the videos of the person committing the drug fueled murders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's made out to be a pretty sinister place. The old dark web. Yeah. But it's the thing that I, I don't want to jump the jump ahead on it, but the thing that I like about the dark web, it's just like the regular web. <laughs> it's my favorite part of it. Uh, except that you need specific software to access it. Right. But I mean, the, my, when I say that it's just like the regular web, it's 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 not like oh you downloaded Tor, well welcome welcome Neo you've crossed over. Everyone's oh, yeah. just as shitty and Tor is not the red pill. And, yeah, yeah, and people are just as inclined to lie to you and steal your money on the on that side of the web as they are anywhere else. More inclined because you have less recourse. So that is I, true. I do enjoy that part of it. But we'll get to it. So then, <laughs> under the dark web is another reported layer where uh only the most hackerman of neckbeards can dwell you're only allowed to sit at your computer you have to be wearing your guy fox mask <laughs> and a trilby and a trilby and uh yeah make sure you turn the lights out and lock the door because mom will come in yeah. with chicken nuggets magic the gathering mouse pad all right knock that some more asshole. i like magic the gathering but listen i'm painting a picture <laughs> And in the dark light, you can just make out the edges of a, of a My Little Pony Friendship is Magic poster on the wall. I don't get that. I've never gotten that. Well, it's because you're a functioning human being. Okay. Um, I apologize. I apologize to our- My apologize. <laughs> I apologize to the Brony contingent. I don't, I don't understand your lifestyle. Contingent? I don't I, understand I've their lifestyle. I've never heard about that until like the last few years. Well, this, I mean, maybe it's that new, but I've never known anybody to- Okay. We're Sorry. T- we are definitely too old. I promise you that. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm Mary- sorry about stepping on the portrait that you were painting. <laughs> this was a beautiful word uh, mural. <laughs> Back to my word mural. Mouth quilt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mouth quilt? Underneath that lies the Marianas Web, allegedly, which is the, quote, seabed of the deep web <laughs> because Mike, that was what I called it. He just quoted me. <laughs> yeah. I quote, I quote Flora on that. It's cause boy, there's you're right. The, the nautical metaphor just never runs out of steam. Um, it's said to be the, where all the highly classified, uh, super secret. And I'm talking like recipe for chicken in a bucket location. The, cur- of the colonel's recipe. Yeah. The location of Atlantis, uh, that's uh, Tesla's living down there with all of his. Shit. He's a digital entity now. Everything. Uh, it could be Dr. Pepper's. Uh, uh, oh yeah, twenty-three herbs and spices. Herbs and spices. And could be the location of not another network, but of an actual AI called Cameo. Cameo. C a i m e o. Yeah, sure. That's what I found. And that's that AI's name out oh, <laughs> uh, who that was brought to sentience by the collective consciousness of 4chan and 9gag. <laughs> they made a horrible baby that no one could drown. Somebody wrote in to us about 4chan and we'll, we'll be getting to that in listener mail, but oh, somebody's defending God. 4chan. So. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> 
can't wait. Okay. Um, but yeah, like that just the, the weight of all that digital information bearing down on this burgeoning AI made it self-aware or sentient maybe. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. going to fuck up the internet and it's where you get uh nyan cat and, um, uh, all kinds of memes. He's a meme generator. I, oh. I, made, I made that part up. Well, I believe it. Yeah. I, I, although I, I wish you hadn't left out a couple of more things that, uh, that's located in the Marianas web, like, um, you know, Vatican documents and, Illuminati rights and the reason why you suck. Do you wish? Do you, do you, do you wish I hadn't left those out? The pants size of your mom. <laughs> My mom is trim. She works out. No, yeah. I believe it. Just the collective, your mom. Yeah, Carl Jung's your mom. <laughs> that makes it worse. Wow. So there could be a, a highly evolved AI down there, huh? That's the rumor. <laughs> Marianas Webb. Yeah. Named after the Mariana Trench. Yeah. They just threw an, an S on there because I think it's like Revelation Revelations. Yeah. Let's uh, uh let's let's lead us uh, into the meaty center of this shepherd's pie. Yeah. Of terror. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna float back up from the the Marianas Mariana Trench, however you like it. Mariano's uh, Mar- Mariano's barbecue bar. They've got good food there. He said. With, the thousand yard stare of a weary man. <laughs> it's, true. it's good food. It'll, it'll sustain get you, you. It'll get you through that that hard part of the day called lunch. It'll nourish a weak and withered body. <laughs> are you are you asking for money or trying to bang me, sir? I don't. <laughs> something in the eyebrows has really thrown yeah, me Mariano's, off. <laughs> uh, Keep trucking. So this is the theory that the dark web is the epicenter of the world's new criminal underground. You want it, you can find it. Illicit drugs, child pornography, stolen credit card numbers, human trafficking, weapons, exotic animals, assassins, the spice melange, anything. And much of it's purchased with everyone's favorite digital bullshit. Bitcoin. Well, Flora, Bitcoin is a completely legitimate source of currency for anonymous transactions. How much uh, How much Bitcoin did you get back in 09 when it was super cheap? How much Bitcoin did you get, brother? Because I got a bunch of Bitcoin. <laughs> now I'm rich. You, you tried to get Bitcoin and it didn't work. I tried to mine a Bitcoin and it didn't work. You just uh, you just ran the servers for all kinds of illicit pornography. That's all well, you did. I what downloaded the doing. Bitcoin mining client and which I is ran pornography. it, I, which is pornography, and I ran it for like four months. And, and for it to work, <laughs> you just have to look at pornography for like, hours every day. The four month thing is is you're not making that up. No, that's, no, that's I did run it for four months and I did not get any unbelievably. Well, because I forgot, Scammy it was just something. running in the background forever. Yeah, but you should get something. Yeah, I didn't. Four months, like you could, you could do the same thing for fucking uh, SETI, and and at least know that you're contributing to something there. Very true. I have a, you know what? I think I'm about due to re-download SETI at home. I like that program. Did they stop SETI? Is it still going? Of course, it's still going. All right. I don't know. I don't actually. Well, know. listen, Bitcoin, <laughs> which you love, is basically. An encrypted digital currency. It's good for transactions of all kinds, but most importantly, it also allows for anonymity. And it's just worth a ton. You got in on time, Flora. No one can trace a purchase, illegal or otherwise. So congrats, you fake fucking cryptocurrency c***s. 
You created <laughs> digital dineros out of thin air that allow children and other innocent people to be bought and sold, molested, and trafficked by the most insanely despicable pieces of fucking human trash juice the world has ever suffered. Way to go, Bitcoin. Good job, everybody. What about but the flat earthers love Bitcoin? Yep, they sure do. Yeah, they That's do. That's how they buy all their fucking rap albums. <laughs> You get them oh, digitally through bitcoins. I want the uh, currency created out of fucking thin air. <laughs> but no, Flora. I mean, there's some pretty solid economic underpinnings to it, though. Otherwise, it wouldn't stick around. I mean, poke. Do you know that poke, 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 poke with a stick? Somebody. Oh man, I don't even know where um, I fucking heard this. Somebody took bitcoins and bought World of Warcraft gold, and then sold. That gold on the World of Warcraft market back in the when it was going and made like a shit ton of money off that. You just you make it up and then you scam people by giving them this bullshit and then you get to and, and they laundered it through the World of Warcraft. Yeah. I don't I don't know how they got the Bitcoin in the first place. Maybe they mined it like like you you said because at first you didn't need to to exchange. No. Uh, actual American dollars for it. No, Bitcoin, that was the thing. By the time I tried it, like, Bitcoin has a, a, a function, like, as time goes by, Bitcoins are harder and harder to mine, which is one of the reasons that they thought Bitcoin was a scam, because only the people who were on the inner circle could mine Bitcoins when it was easy. <laughs> and then as time goes by, um, as, as more people get aware of it, the ability to extract bitcoins from these data chunks gets harder and harder like, and harder. What does that even fucking mean? Mine bitcoin? <laughs> what the hell? You, where, where the hell's the cave that the bitcoins are are it's, it's, propagating in, it's in a, that you take your digital fucking pickaxe and hack away at? It's a giant chunk of 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 a, a equation, <laughs> and your computer has to solve said equation. It is is a big chunk of number data that your computer has to sort through and solve it's a it's a very difficult math problem and it takes your computer a long time to get through it and it's churning through this this chunk of data eroding it until finally the bitcoin falls out of (laughs) bunny's ass (laughs) but what's important is that they're worth a ton of money and you exchange them for things as much as you like they're used Florida, you should have gotten some dark web. You should have gotten someone that getting was good. Should have ground floored it. You know what? What's funny about this is that I understand why they use it on the dark web. Yeah, that you know it's completely anonymous and and nobody can track it because it's fucking fake. But how the fact that the minute they translate that into real money or scam people to into giving them money for it or Warcraft gold or whatever. Yeah. That's when it's like, no, this has crossed a line. So, so you you don't care as long as as long as it stays in this like nebulous digital realm. It's the part. It's, it's the, like Monopoly. It's like playing Monopoly at that. It's point. the part where Flynn comes back out of the game grid on Tron and comes back to the real yeah. world. You're like, no, you get the f- back in there, Flynn. You're a fake fucking currency, and get out of here. I don't care how cool your fucking arcade is. Nope. He can he can come out and stuff. It's just when he tries to use <laughs> pixels he to buy a coke. <laughs> when he reaches into his e wallet, then it's yeah, and he throws out little <laughs> cubes. <laughs> They're just little cubes, and then he's like, "I'll take. I, I want a Snickers and and a, a bottle of Coke." And they're like, "Sorry, sir, we only have cans at this 
And oh man, I love this because well, I mean, but it's no different than like you know, what about like those um uh what do they call them the where the where the sad ladies on a bed and you just pay digital money to to have her do sh- is this entrapment? Are you trying to trap me into saying <laughs> No, but you know what I mean. There's the like thing on cam porn. Girls? Yes, cam girls. That was the phrase I was looking well, for. Well, that's Thank all you. over the deep web. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But it's also in the regular web where, where well, those people, because you convert your money into like a into fake that, currency, right? Yeah, but it's... it's I was getting, trying to get you to confirm that. I No, I see what you're saying, but it's, <laughs> it's like games, too. It's like uh, freemium games where yeah. you can pay money to... Get donuts. To get, yeah, the in-game currency and yeah. stuff. Um, but it's, I, I see that's what, too self-contained, though. You're right. You're right. Because it's just it's just direct money going in. It's as though if 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 in one of those games you could earn credit uh, towards and, a house. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know things like Second Life. People sell real estate for True. a huge amount of money, real world money. Um, Eve Online. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You always hear those those stories. I never played the game. I've got some friends who do. Apparently, it is quite. The, the the hobby um you know where people will spend you know 10 12 18 months infiltrating a company just to take it down from the inside steal all their digital currency and and i mean and these things have real world values there are there are there are markets in which you can buy and sell things in video games and it, it exists for a lot of video games yeah yeah but i i see i see what your what your issue is this so like even you know world of warcraft eve online People are putting money out of their bank account into buying something online. Mm-hmm. You see the money go in, and so when the money comes back out, who the f- cares? I know where that you know that money started as living in the real world and ended up in the real world. Is your is your objection that the money is gener it's it's coming out of the the digital world and somehow it's created in the digital world yes. and coming out as real, real money. World money? Yeah, yeah. Is it, are you sure it's you're just not mad that you didn't get some like? When the getting was good. No, I, Are you I sure? can assure you that is not the case. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your advocate now, here, and I am trying to get him as riled up as I can with this. I'm doing everything I can to try to get him to flip out more People, because I know it's fun. People might argue that, well, the Bitcoin has to come from somewhere. Somebody had to have put a dollar amount in to get a Bitcoin. No, no, that's not the case. Because like you said, you can sit there and mine or whatever and just, bing, it, it's created. Yeah. Now the the saving grace of this is that it's it wildly fluctuates in price. It's not backed by any country or government. Right. And so you could spend a lot of money to get a lot of bitcoins, and then like the next day they're worthless. I have not read any of the articles, but there have been a lot of headlines, and uh, I think uh, NPR's Planet Money just released an episode about it. That I haven't listened to yet. But there's there is there there's a doings going on with Bitcoin in the last month or so. I I thought it was dying. But here's the thing, but I though. Guess it's not. Bitcoin is just like any other fiat currency. Its value lies in the declaration of value that it lies in. So, really, I mean, it just isn't like all currency anymore. Exactly. You know, there is no gold standard anymore. Yeah, but at least you have what resembles some kind of uh, guidelines or restrictions that are placed upon. Uh, uh, a government to create currency. Yeah. If they want to create more currency, then they, you know, they there's got to be some kind of checks and balances to that. Well, and I would say that I would argue that Bitcoin has those. Maybe, but because because the rate at which you can extract Bitcoin, the the amount of Bitcoin is fixed, and the rate at which more Bitcoin is made available 
gets lower over time as more people are involved in trying to extract it. But there's still nothing that backs it up uh, in, in terms of, I don't even want to say capital. There's nothing that backs it up and guarantees it even right. a little bit. It isn't. Yeah, it's not, which is why it can fluctuate so insanely. Right. Anyway. Because this episode is now about Bitcoin. <laughs> gotcha (laughs) i just catfished you (laughs) god that was great uh let's see where were we oh yeah fucking human trash juice uh yeah and this stuff does happen it's true there is wait wait you're gonna have to you're gonna have to remind people where we left off because we really went on a side with all uh with with the child um pornography the the molest the molestation all that stuff that is true yeah, there is an unknown number of animal abuse and pedophile sites yep. on the dark web, including communities where people share child pornography and even techniques on how to molest and manipulate. And it is it is horrifying the numbers on this because mm-hmm. the the government, I mean like it's not like just because it's it's on the dark net that no one can touch it. The government like uh, the, like law enforcement agencies are working in Yeah. You know, they are, they are, it's, it's not the wild, wild west and no one can do anything about it. Some of these, some of these child porn sites and rings, when they're, when they're taken down, they don't have like 5,000 members or 10,000 members, hundreds of thousands, which is horrifying. Of thousands of walking, breathing logs of fresh excrement. Yeah. That call themselves human beings that are, are members of these anonymous sites. Yeah. And and you know what? I mean, real quick side note, because we need one. Right. That's that's like the biggest uh, a fear of a police state, a totalitarian uh, state government, is that the cops could barge into your house, slap some cuffs on you, throw you in jail, or or God knows where in, right. in Chicago, you'll never be heard from again, because that, that's happened. Yeah. What, was it, what is that called? The hot, hot Homan House? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But- um, they can just barge in here, throw you in jail, and then afterwards plant a bunch of child porn on your computer, and then say that you're a you're a child molester, and and then you know, of course, the media sniffs up that, and that's that's like it, that's a side note that has nothing to do with anything. I feel I feel like you started with something, and then and then then you then it took sort of a really. A, you don't think that that's like the easiest way for if if the, they want to imprison somebody. They just, they put child porn on their, their computers. Wouldn't it be easier just to drop a bag of heroin next to them? They could do that. Yeah, I'm just saying. But if it's a person who has no drug history or use or doesn't seem like a heroin addict, yeah, I think child porn's their go-to. I don't know. That I just know. freaks me out. And that's a totalitarian state. <laughs> and that's, that's your fascist minute. The more you know. Sucalo sound. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. Maybe it is. (laughs) I'm trying to get the sound effects going. A researcher for Cracked spent months undercover in one of these uh, pedophile communities and was naturally horrified by her experience. It's unbelievable. I wouldn't do that. I don't care what my job is. Yeah. Because that shit's in your head and it's never leaving. Yeah. I can't can't fathom it. I, I, I just... I can't come to terms with it. It makes no sense to me. Well, how, and for there to be so many yeah. people that are this sick. And how do you be? How do you? How do you be a police officer? How do you do your job as an undercover in- investigator 
Like, I, I think you the, really have to want to uh, catch these assholes. Right, because you have to, like, earn people's trust. Right. Uh, you have to go along with what you're seeing and saying. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, f*** that. They have handbooks for this shit. It's unbelievable. Uh, I just, I can't, I, I can't fathom it. I, I cannot uh, even put myself in, in the shoes of someone who finds a, a child sexually appealing. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I I loudly and clearly agree with your antipathy. I I almost feel like uh, the lady doth protest too much at at this point, but I mean, oh, come on. I'm sorry, I'll protest that. Until yeah. I die. That's it's just gross. It's sickening. But if you uh if you want to buy somebody's identity from their uh HBO Go password to their social security number and the name of their first pet, you can do so for pennies. Well, I web. mean, not like a specific person, you know, you can, yeah, it, people buy lists, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I just don't want to, to oversell like the, it's not like, like somebody seeking you out. Yeah. 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 I mean, but people do sell, I mean, people, all those, um, uh, skimmers, those digital mm-hmm. information skimmers they put on ATMs. This is how those people monetize that they have all this data. They have numbers and pin pin codes. Yeah. It's not like they then go to an ATM they sell that information on the dark web. This is where you get, you know, there are lists of people's social security numbers for, for identity theft, uh, bank account information. This is where all that, all that information is exchanged and monetized. Yeah, crazy. Uh, drugs. Yep. Yep. Of course. Easy. The Silk Road. Yep. Was a dark net market, perhaps the most famous online black market out there. Yeah. I think easily the most famous. Yeah. I think, I think that if, if you asked a thousand people, Name one thing on the dark web. They would all say that. Actually, somebody would say Apparently, out of those thousand people, like a couple of hundred would say kitty porn sites, I guess. But, but yeah, this was, uh, this was a site where drugs were bought and sold, as were weapons, jewelry, and other various goods to a much lesser degree. But uh, it was mainly drugs. It was created in 2011 and administered by someone under the handle Dread Pirate Roberts. Get it? A couple other players in the game were Smedley. And Variety Jones, a.k.a. Simon with a C. I think Smedley's interesting. A lot of this stuff has very libertarian bents to it, and I just wonder if that was a Smedley Butler reference. Isn't uh, isn't Smedley also the um, sidekick to Captain Hook? That's Smee. Smee, you're right. Never mind. Smedley. (laughs) I like the name Variety Jones, though. Yeah. In, in October of 2013, the the FBI arrested Ross Ulbricht in San Francisco, fingering him as Dread Pirate Roberts. He was indicted, and in a 2015 letter, Ulbricht stated that his actions through Silk Road were committed through libertarian idealism, hawk scream, and that, quote, Silk Road was supposed to be about giving people the freedom to make their own choices, end quote and admitted that he had made a terrible mistake (laughs) that ruined his life. Yeah. Well, one of his terrible mistakes was trying to ruin other people's eyes. He tried to hire hitmen. That's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. Now, on May 29th, 2015, Ulbricht was given five sentences to be served concurrently, including two for life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. Silk Road was closed down after his arrest, but not two months later, a second version was launched, again helmed by Dread Pirate Roberts. 
you get it? <laughs> yeah. It was shut down in November 2014, and another black market site changed its name to Silk Road 3 Silk Road Reloaded and opened in January 2015. Road harder. Yeah. So the Silk Road is is just a, it, it shall never die, and Dread Pirate Roberts will be passed on. You know, well, I mean, the, one of the fun things about the, the, the dark web is that nobody owns anything. There's no copyright law. <laughs> so it's like, oh, did someone close that McDonald's? I'm McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, made you this? Just, I made this. Yeah. You could just <laughs> claim, you know, steal the artwork from the original page, make it, make it look approximate. And then now their revenue stream is my revenue stream. Hooray. Yep. 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 And I don't even think, I don't. I don't get the feeling that the those things are even like stolen assets. I feel like it's people who were involved but not pinched in the previous iteration are like, right. all right, turn, yeah. turn the hose back on again. Yeah, or somebody that's got a site that's not quite as, as popular, but then they see that opportunity and they seize it. Yeah, and I think, I mean, for, I don't, I don't know, I'm, I'm conflicted. Like, on the one hand, this guy was just running a website that sold a bunch of illegal stuff. I don't think that, like, multiple life sentences without parole seems right. But this guy probably moved more product than most Mexican drug lords. It's true. Probably was responsible for as many deaths yeah, through he contract was worth killing. You know, multi millions. So you know, it's like in Bitcoin. Just because, <laughs> just because it happens through a digital mediation, I I can see how they're like, no, no, no. This guy was running a drug empire. This guy was involved in weapons trafficking, sex trafficking. You know, all these other things. Stolen art, probably. I mean, anything, yeah. you know. And so you're like, oh, no, this guy was running a criminal empire. Um, you don't get to claim uh, these guns, you know, these colors don't run. And and I'm a libertarian at the end of it um, <laughs> because it's the the people whose images he was selling, the the poor young boys or young girls that are getting trafficked through his website, they didn't get to make the libertarian choice for to make their own mistakes. Right. They were they were bought and sold, you know. So as at first I was like, stupid government trying trying to make an example of a guy, and then you think it through, and you're like, no, well, this guy was really yeah. enabling a lot of pieces of shit. Right. These these pieces of shit could not have been ambulatory on their own. Yeah. So now now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, all right, <laughs> okay, I'm cool with it. We go justice system, right? For once, on to the truth, Dave. Oh, just just the truth we've, as only the internet can provide. We it. we've poked around at it, but the truth is the deep web, the deep web is not scary. No, it's just boring boring data. <laughs> There's the, nothing like the, the only thing that's hidden in the deep web is just stuff that you need to pay money to see. Yeah. Yeah, student loan repayments and Right. Uh, Sally Mae. Uh, all that whenever Chrome auto loads uh, all your information when you're buying something online, you know, Jeez. it's. Yeah. Uh, and the dark web is pretty small. Yes. Even so, there is terrible shit that goes down on it, but it's not the nefariously dangerous criminal underground the media loves to salivate over. It's not going to come up through the toilet and kidnap your baby for the sex trade. You don't know that. All right. According to the Tor Project, about 2 million people people per day use Tor, and one and a half million of those use hidden sites. In the grand scheme of things, seven plus billion people. Yeah. No, it is it is not uh, wildly popular. Either people don't know about it or they're scared to use it, I feel like. Or, I, or they I, just don't know how. Yeah. I mean, I saw uh, one thing I saw had a really interesting usage chart for Tor. Mm-hmm. 
and how it was just like very flat, very low usage. And then boom, the um, arrest and indictments for the uh, the Silk Road goes up on the news. Shablam! Usage goes through the roof because people just didn't even know it was there. Oh, yeah. Then the news stories let people know it's there. Everybody jumps on. And then it like peters off again. But it's still kept about half of those people. Yeah. It's it's kind of like leveled back out again. But it, it about doubled or maybe tripled its prior usage just for having that exposure. Even after the peak wore off, the, the baseline is about uh, two or three times what it initially was. I wonder if you do business on the deep web, mm-hmm. if you do business on the Silk Road or, or Silk Road 5, uh, Silk Road Homecoming or whatever, right. whatever it's called now, how do you get the stuff? Just send it to you. They just, they just, you think they just mail it or, or do you have to meet in an alley at, at midnight or like, I think they just send it to you is what I think, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't have any idea. Do you think they have their own version of, of UPS? I doubt it. <laughs> well, so, so that's, that's the bottom line there. Uh, artificial intelligence, Dave. I think that along with the Mariana's trench or web, I, I think it's just a ghost story told by nerds. There's no real evidence that an AI exists, nor that there is a Mariana's web or bottom of the internet. There is evidence, I think, that it may be a hoax or a troll, though. Lol. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's exactly like no matter how, how, whatever you're looking into, someone's be like, oh, well, there's a thing just beyond it, and that's where all the real shit is. That's like the kind of like wispy ass, half mustache shit a 17 year old tells a 13 year old. Oh, well, guess what? You know, my friend, he goes into this deeper web that's called Deepest Web. Yeah. And uh, that's where like people buy cyborg parts. And my friend was going to get his, uh, his arm replaced, but then his mom found out and he got grounded. Pretty serious. So, yeah, uh, AI, I, I, AI doubt it. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh black markets is there any truth to, to there being black black markets well we told you about the guy that got arrested for right how for about administering that a black market yeah they assuredly do exist uh unfortunately uh, assassination networks where you could go get a hitman for hire what do you think uh this is where i think the internet the the dark internet is just like every other internet you you might get the guy you're after or you might just get someone who wants your money and knows you can't go to the cops because you are trying to buy a murder. Yeah. I would imagine that it's probably a 75 to one ratio scammer to assassin. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. I don't think you can just, just hire a murderer on the internet and expect that to work out for you. <laughs> I think what you'll, what most of the time you'll, I mean, if it's the regular internet, you, what you ended up is hiring your own personal, uh, uh, blackmailer. Yeah. Like, hey, remember when you asked me to kill somebody? Could you send me more money, please? Oh, jeez. But in the anonymous sense, yeah, they just take the money and they're like, hmm. Right. Deuces. Hell, I'd do that. I'd set up shop as a killer, except for I'd set up shop as a pet assassin. Even that Ross Ulbricht was indicted uh, on six counts of hiring hitmen, though he wasn't actually prosecuted for it. Uh, sites that purport to be hitmen for hire have turned out to be fake or trolls. It's a big thing to do, like you just oh, yeah. said. Just set up shop and... Easy money, man. Hell, I'd do it. Yeah. Uh, there are also stories that you can find live murder on there, on the deep web. Oh, yeah. What do they call those things? The... Red rooms. There you go. Where, yeah, you can 
it's like a cam girl, but the worst form where yeah. you, where it's like you could just watch someone get tortured and or killed. Right. Right. Is that real though? I feel like that, that also has, I mean, listen, it's the internet. It's happened somewhere on the internet. I'm sure it's happened. Sure. But I don't think it's like uh, a thing. Well, they, um, uh, there was one site that marketed a red room in which they posted a date and time for a live torture and execution of a supposed ISIS member. When the time came, a video started showing a plate of bacon. Delicious bacon. Muslim kryptonite. And that's all they showed. It was a yeah. huge troll. <laughs> Many sites are set up just to make money and scam criminals, apparently. How, how about, uh, speaking of, of old uh, dipshits there, how about uh, terrorism sales? There, there may be sites which help fund or coordinate terrorist activity, uh, but there are only shreds of evidence that the Islamic State, in particular, is using the dark web that, that they've found. A couple of parent fundraising sites highlighted by the Washington Post had managed to raise exactly zero bitcoins after being live for a while. Maybe they just set their computers to mining, and four months later, they just didn't have anything. Just gave up. It's worth pointing out that both these sites uh, simply claim to be funneling the cash to the terrorist group and could easily have been fakes. The one Islamic extremist dark web site to actually generate any revenue raised only $1,200 earlier in the year. Even that site, though, doesn't explicitly mention the Islamic State. So yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I, I, I there's a, a couple of, of good sources for how things like ISIS does their, their funding. Um, the, somebody actually smuggled out an ISIS uh, city budget mm. for one of the towns that they are controlling. It was their internal budget and how they're, you know, how they're paying for everything. And uh, it's mostly through private property seizures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the lion's share of it. Uh, most of the neighboring countries have done a pretty good job of shutting down the illicit oil sales that were funding them early on. And it's still, you know, <laughs> a trickle, <laughs> get it. But uh, mostly it's internal uh, property seizures. And eventually they're just going to, you know, you, are you going to reseize the property you seized? You right. know, it's. Yeah, you run out of resources at that point. I know I already mentioned it, but there's a, there is a really good Planet Money episode about how the, the, the economics of ISIS work. Mm. The data stealing, the, the fact that your private info could be for sale on a site somewhere. I, I mean, that, that is true to a degree. Now, it's a small, in the grand scheme of things, probably a small number of. Uh, people that that are affected by this, but uh, huge caches of uh, account data being sold on the dark web from eight websites, including Twitter, MySpace, and LinkedIn, have been found. In some cases, those accounts came from privacy breaches at at the web companies themselves. In other cases, data thieves were able to steal information directly from users. That's what you're talking about—the skimmers and stuff. Yep. So you know that that stuff does go, go on uh, on there. Not an incredible mind boggling fear mongering amount, but, and then the, the old child porn. Yes. Unfortunately that, that does go on on there, but some good news, the FBI and other organizations are getting better at tracking down and finding these sick putrid motherfuckers in October of 2014, a Brazilian dark web pedophile site was seized and 55 people were arrested in May of 2015, Australian police went public about an operation that had shut down a site with 45,000 members. Jesus. And also... I mean, crikey. Crikey. And also in 2015, the FBI shut down a site called Playpen, Buh. which had over 200 
thousand members. Son of a f- It's mostly done by undercover work by the agencies that investigate it. Ugh. Yeah, no thanks. I, I just, I find it hard to believe that there are that many people that are into kid stuff. You know what I mean? The, the, the world's the worst place that anyone ever suspects it is. You're right. And the world is the worst place in the world. Yeah. And we are on the darkest timeline, so. Yep. This has been established. All this crap is available on the, the clear web, the clear net. Child porn, terrorist forums, personal data markets, stolen credit cards. It's already out there. It's it's within reach without needing Tor or special software. Yeah. You just will get you, caught faster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the problem with anonymous web services is also the beauty of them. It's meant to be unrestricted where folks can have privacy and protect their anonymity in an ever-shrinking social world. But that also means it's nearly impossible to track down true criminals and offenders. It's ironic, then, that the U.S. intelligence branches created TOR to essentially help catch criminals, but the, the system helps those same criminals hide. Eh. Yeah. I don't think that they used, that they made TOR to help them catch criminals. They made, well, maybe not specifically. They made TOR to help themselves do shit without anyone knowing what they're doing, which is a thousand different things. And But opening it up to the public meant opening it up to criminals. You know, I don't think, it's not like they were using... Yeah, I think that they wanted to use it for military communications, for for any True. any thousand things. I don't think when they made it, they're like, guys, it's time to solve some crimes. We need to make an overlay network. I, I think that they probably had in mind that they could help stop some crime. I mean, if they're able to, for lack of a better term, spy on, on people that they suspect, you know, might be harboring some illegal activity. I, I think that had to be there somewhere on the plate. Maybe. I don't feel like the Naval it's Research not, Lab does a lot of, of criminal justice work, is my guess. I think they just did it so that they could have clandestine communications. I don't think they had any. They just wanted to be able to do their shit in you, th- you think they built Tor in order to just talk to each other? They could do no, AO, think, AOL Messenger. I think they they did. The they built it so that they could so that, exchange data and information without anyone knowing. Yeah, AOL Messenger. Yes. Yes, absolutely. They, I don't think without for, anybody for, seeing what they're doing. Yeah, I don't think for one second they're like, guys, it's time to clean up this internet we just created. I, I'm not. You're you're putting words in my mouth. Oh. I'm not saying they wanted they wanted to be the sheriff of of Internet Town. Yeah, I I, I maybe I'm too cynical there. I don't I don't think that they. You did don't it think to that crime. that could have been uh, some something like a icing on the cake for them? Like, oh, we could also use this to look at to prove that people are doing illegal activity without making without them knowing that we're looking at them no i mean because uh, i mean the the i think you get like into an ouroboros thing where like you you make an anonymous overlay network so that you can catch people who are trying to do things on an anonymous overlay network no, the the other people aren't weren't on the anonymous overlay you 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 catch people on the non-anonymous overlay network on the regular network so they, you think they built Tor to help police the ClearNet? Not specifically, but it was a part that it was something that they could use it for. I guess I still don't think that's why they made it, but I, I think that they—it's like building a car. Somebody was like, "Yeah, you could go there." I didn't build this car to drive there, but sure, go for it. Right, right, yeah. Or sure, you can play music on that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they. Found ways to use it, but I don't think that was... It wasn't the sole purpose, and that's what I, no. not what I'm trying to say either. So, yeah. anyways, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess if you worked for the Naval Research Lab, you can tell us if that was in the agenda anywhere at all, but <laughs> 
we've we've sat here and said how how bad the deep web is and and then the worst there's nothing good about it and then we and then we say it's not that bad it's oh it's it's just got this and this it's that bad it's, <laughs> it's just got child pornography yeah. on it torture but, cams but it actually does have some silver linings uh, in the fact that it promotes true liberty in exchange of information and ideas uh, it's home to alternate search engines, email services, file storage, file sharing, like all that stuff, whistleblowing sites, you know, things that uh, provide a safer meeting ground for political dissidents and anyone else who might find themselves on the fringes of society. Think of uh, citizens of countries with oppressive leaders or strict societies. Uh, China is is pretty controlling of the internet mm-hmm. uh, usage and stuff. They've got what's called the Great Firewall. Brilliant. But, you know, this this is a way for them to circumvent that and share their ideas and safely and securely communicate with the rest of the world. So do you think it's worth it? No. But then again, I just don't use it. So, you know, I personally, I mean, I think it's a net zero. Actually, no, I think it's a net loss. I, I kind of do too. Yeah. I don't think that it, I understand like the, the ideal of being like, no, this is true freedom. You get to choose what you want. People are f***ing assholes and they're garbage. Yeah. And so they will choose terrible, terrible things <laughs> way more than they'll choose good things. Um, garbage juice. Yeah. They're just, so no, I, I think it's a net loss. I, I think that, uh, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't dig it. Yeah. With, with all the, the crap that can go on and never be found out, you know, right. Uh, I don't think it's worth having anonymity. I mean, no, what I would, what I would love is if it was set up as some sort of gigantic honeypot where it's like, okay, all you degenerate birds, this is where everything's free and no one can ever find you. And then, you know, surprise, screaming eagles, American justice, plonk, and all those, you know, but like, so like playpen, right. For example, that is multiple arrests, a giant porn ring, but would there have been 200,000 people on a non-anonymous site? No, that's so it's like it creates some, it doesn't mm-hmm. create it, but it enables something It, it that, enables. That's a perfect word. It enables a lot more activity than actually gets punished and taken down. That's, that's kind of how I see it too. It's, that's my opinion of it. I don't know. Maybe our listeners, I'm yeah. positive. We have listeners who use it. I never do. I'm as ignorant as could be on it, but that yeah. won't stop me from voicing my opinion. Cause I have a podcast. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'd be interested to hear if, if somebody uh, argues that it is something worthwhile and, and you take the, uh, the good of it along with the child porn. <laughs> right. You know, so, well, I thought this was interesting because I, I didn't know anything about it. So I, I, I'm happy to have done the research, learned about it. And I hope that, um, you out there listening have learned something too. Yeah. About the world that we live in. Learned a lot about Bitcoin. Learned a lot about Flora like to swear. Um, <laughs> sounds like on. a song starting. Don't, don't forget the phrase. Sick putrid dick. that came up. Don't forget that. Sick putrid dick motherfuckers. Oh, sorry. My bad. I truncated the quote. So that's the dark web for you. Yeah. <laughs> In a, oh man, very shadowy. Filthy. Filthy, degenerate, garbage juice nutshell. I just hate people now. <laughs> just hate them. You know what? You know what I don't hate? Puns. <laughs> Laura, you go. Have you seen this uh, this sitcom? Well, could you it's describe a, it to me? It's a uh, came on in the eighties, but it's it's a show about an artificial intelligence that is adopted by a wealthy family, 
and the shenanigans it, it's all about the shenanigans that this ai gets into like burning down their computers and finding secret internet pathways it's the deep webster wow starring little emmanuel lewis yeah as the ai <laughs> that's good i thought you were going with different strokes because pretty much the same premise and, I was, true, and yeah. I was like how's he getting how's he gonna get it now webster by the way the british version's called uh different blokes too right too right hello mr drummond <laughs> <laughs> what's that na <laughs> what's all what's all this what's all this na <laughs> all right um you know there's a a lot of people uh are sick and tired of the i don't know the bio agricultural industry in general you got gmos you've got uh growth hormones in beef uh you've got over uh saturated antibiotic usage in poultry and even you know they think that even things like uh milk is is not even safe they think that it's affecting people's bodies there's a huge push for just organic raw milk unpasteurized milk and that's smart yeah it's, it's a huge thing and um the problem is is it's illegal in most places oh yeah and um uh, ooh, now, now my, now my pun has a follow-up story, but, but there is a place you can go online for people, uh, to get a hold of it, you know, uh, without getting into any federal problems and just, you know, buying it anonymously via the internet. It's called the milk road. <laughs> Fun story. I think it was West Virginia. I think it was West Virginia. I'm not sure about which state the city council, I think it was voted to have, uh, to overturn the ban on. I should look, I mean, I don't have enough facts, cause I don't yeah. this, but I know this happened. City Council. City, or, City Council of West Virginia. Of City Council of West Virginia. Uh, it could have been statewide. Maybe it was statewide. Anyway, they overturned the ban on raw milk because it used to be illegal because they wanted it pasteurized. And um, all the state legislators, I think it was on the state level, who were trying to get this thing pushed through for God knows what reason, they celebrated by, you know, in front of the cameras, they all toasted with a glass of raw milk. They all got sick as shit and couldn't come to work for days. <laughs> Suck it, ignorance. Wow. And then blow it out your ass for three days. Have you ever had raw milk? No. <laughs> what did I just tell you, man? Ass blow. Well, for days. Y- you know, you, you see uh, farmers drinking fresh out the teat or the pail. Uh, not, a, not a whole glass or anything, but just tasting it or just, I just licking the tip a little squirting it in your mouth, licking the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I love your, in, your indignity. <laughs> no, you idiot. Dummy. You dip you squirt it. it. You don't you squirt it. it. You squirt it. <laughs> uh, all right. I got one more. Okay. You might like this place. It's a bar. Uh-huh. Where you can find any alcoholic beverage known to man. Sweet. Even the illegal ones and ones that are basically pure grain alcohol. It's called Everclearnet. Nice. Get tore up. Oh, doubled up. You know, it's not only professional killers that you could hire. You can actually hire good professionals using the dark web. Oh, yeah? Uh, as a matter of fact, in some cities, through the dark web, you can contact private firefighters to come and protect your house or your building Uh, it'll it'll probably come to that sooner or later um but the thing is is that it's still illegal because they're not city licensed and you can be uh indicted for uh the the company's called murder for fire (laughs) they kill fires kill them murder for fire
Them's puns. Oh, them's puns. I hope somebody jumped. I hope nobody wrecked a car. <laughs> you know, there there is one more uh, level. You you think that is another layer? You think that that's uh, that's the end of it? I always think that that's the end of it. Pun, it's puns not. are the lowest you can get, but there is a darker, sinister, scary layer mm-hmm. in the episode, and they say that uh, sentient life exists, and you can tell it's there by the evidence of listener. <laughs> That's why Mitsuko went back to see her family. I Well, I think we could still work it out, but we just had to spend some time a- I think we just need to spend some time apart. You know? Because there are certain things I still need to set to rights. There are certain problems that until I put to bed, Mitsuko will not come back to base. So I- you think I You think I can't hear you, Jodzilla? You son of a bitch, you cost me my marriage! Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> Mecha Johnzilla. Wow. Hello. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> trouble in in Mitsuko Town. Oh yeah. It's the only kind of trouble I know. Uh <laughs> what? What does that mean? I don't know. It's the insert phrase. I love Mitsuko trouble. Uh John writes, it is with utmost regret that I must press full f- charges against one Dave Flora. Woohoo! What? Suck it. Oh my god, this is like the one in ten time that it's you, not me. <laughs> what I do? You, not me. Uh, during the most recent podcast on St. Germain, David mentions that the subject of said podcast was cited near Mount Shasta, Washington, when in fact, Mount Shasta is in my home state of sunny California. You let me down, Flora, and it hurts. That is all. Oh, Mecca Johnzilla just burned and toasted your butterballs. I, I guess I so. stand by that phrase. <laughs> that was word jazz. I stand by it. Well, it burned and toasted your butterballs. <laughs> yep. I can't lawyer my way out of this one. Yeah. I got that wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm calling it now so that we remember next episode penalty box. Okay. You should write it on the whiteboard. Yeah. Thanks, Johnzilla. Thank you, Johnzilla. <laughs> Dave, we've heard from Giannis. Giannis says, Howdy ho, guys. Hello. We've gained the top spot in his podcast list. Yes. Yes. I wish that you could just see the slow, emphatic fist pump. (laughs) At this point, you guys should know, I also listen to you in the sauna while nude. Nice. Sweating it out with Dave and David. (laughs) That's right. Get a nice sheen. (laughs) Uh, Giannis is a lawyer that dabbles in various other things. A lawyer? A lawyer. Lawyer? A lawyer. Yeah. I'm not making fun of how you said it. I was trying to say it differently. And then when I said it, it sounded very similar. <laughs> He's got a fascination in paranormal ever since the X-Files robbed him of sleep in the early 90s. Yeah. He says, among things I do is home brewing. Actually, do you guys reckon there's any chance I could mail you some without being blacklisted? Well- Blacklisted by who? You know what, Giannis? If you can if you can lawyer your way yeah, into sending can... us alcohol, then by all means, why not? I'll drink it. Thanks. But um, don't get yourself in trouble. I don't know what the yeah, laws on yeah, that not, are. We're not worth that. No. Nope. But I mean, we're not the lawyers here. <laughs> lawyers. You're making me <laughs> self-conscious. <laughs> I don't mean to. Just being stupid. Oh, I'm planning to finally visit the States in 2017, so being banned due to mailing some beer would be hinterkaifeck levels of depressing. Yeah, beer. yeah, don't. I, I look into it. Yeah, Check, look into check it. one of them law books that you bought. <laughs> so you have a law library. Just don't get yourself in trouble on our account. Right. We'll happily digitally hoist a a, a, a a glass to you. 
And then uh, uh, Giannis goes on to uh, uh, tell us about uh, what sleep deprivation can do now that he finds himself in military service. Thanks, Putin. Uh, and uh, um, a poetic little recounting of the silhouettes that he sees going on 48, 48 hours without sleep. Boy. No, thank you. Sounds creepy. Hope you do get some sleep there. And Yeah. Uh, he says, P.S. Literally no one reads Marvel comics here to get a Doctor Doom reference or DC comics. Literally the only comics in print are Donald Duck. Oh, shit. Now, Giannis, uh, if you'll remember, is from Latvia. And, and we had to we had to throw out the, the Latveria Doctor Doom reference when we oh, right. first heard from Giannis. But uh, uh, yeah, Giannis, good to hear back from you. Glad you're still listening. We just actually uh, connected with another uh, Latvian not too long ago through the Dark Myths Collective. Uh, Chris Tops does a little podcast called The Eastern Border, yeah, um, which which is very interesting. And I don't know, maybe, I don't want to say, do you two know each other? Obviously, that's stupid. But to connect with two Latvians. We assume there's in, 18 in, people in Latvia. In one year is pretty impressive. Yeah. So, We're huge. Anyways, look up huge. The Eastern Border. See, see what you think of that. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for writing, Giannis. Yeah, thanks, Giannis. Got one here from Volt, the odious. Vote. Vote. Why vote? Vote writes, hey gents. Hi. <laughs> I've been going through some old podcasts and thought you might like to- Are any of them ours? To pun a little trip through memory lane. Okay, let's do it. Or not. First, if you have a mothball in this hand and a mothball in that hand, what do you have? Mothman's undivided attention. <laughs> oh, odious. Oh. The paranormal art of contacting spirits for the mere purpose of sexual pleasure. Channelingus. <laughs> <laughs> a Cambridge-educated occultist and poet kept having his stash stolen by flocks of big birds. So to ward them off, he put out an Alice Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> the really dumb form of huge scaly humanoids. Reptardians. Oh, that's just too much. It's simply odious. 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 Bodgy. But that's all I got. Rights. Vault. The the odious. Thank you, Vault. Thanks, Vault. Quick shout out to Trudy. Hello, Trudy. Trudy wrote us. uh, Shout out. Experiences of sleep visits. Sleep visiting other people in particular. That's kind of cool. We don't have time to go over all of them, but she says, I once uh, even found myself inside a dog, which caused me some confusion. I would say that, yes, that would be confusing. Uh, I was on my back and the dog was laid on its side. I was trying to put my hands down to my sides and push myself into a sitting position, but I just couldn't do it. It wasn't until I rolled to the side and saw Paul that I realized what was going on. That one woke me up pretty quick, too. I was like, wow, I'm a dog. And then, oh my God, I'm trapped inside a dog's body. All this makes me wonder about what's really going on when people have night terrors or are visited by shadow people and does waking up in the experience or not. Uh, I think people really need to wake up spiritually because if they can't perceive it, they have no chance of defending themselves. That's a pretty good point. Yeah. Anyways, uh, love the show. Keep up the good works. Thank you, Trudy. Thanks, thanks for, Trudy. Thanks for writing in to sure. Uh, up next. Great cat, fancy feast, running around on his kitty feet. <laughs> Eating wet food daily. If you got dry food, you can drink his pee. Greg at Fancy Feast. Elegant kitty. King of Halloween. I, I feel like the, the ballad singing and the, the beatboxing weren't weren't meshing on that. <laughs> no, I liked it. 
Exactly how that was. It. Great cat, fancy feast. How the hell are you? Well, howdy. Writes, good news, bad news. Oh, no. Good news. Thank you very much for finally giving me my King of Halloween certificate. The live show was great, and hanging out afterwards was even better. Woo. That's how old this email is. Email is. Email is. That's how old this email is. It's from April. Yeah, but we're through April. Yeah. We got one more, and we're through April. Should just mailbag it again and try to oh, yeah. tighten that butthole. You know, that old phrase. Now to the bad news. In episode 63A, at around one hour, three minutes, and 40 seconds, approximately, Stecco says that he will go into the penalty box every episode until Grey Cat gets his certificate. So by my count, that makes an even 80 episodes. <laughs> oh, sh- well, you got me dead to rights, but let me tell you, and let me tell you the trump card I have up my sleeve. I'm a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> I lied to you. That was a falsehood, a non-truth, a deliberate obfuscation of that which is real. <laughs> oh, ta-ta, ta-ta. You'll never catch me. I'm a dirty fucking liar. <laughs> I really wish somebody would animate this. Oh, thanks, Grey Cat. Uh, Sorry I lied to you, <laughs> but make no mistake, that was a lie. Oh, man. Yeah, he, he put that thing in a very nice frame. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> and finally, Dave, we've heard from the Irish Daggle. The Irish Daggle. How's it been, eh? In lieu of one of my ridiculously overwrought puns, I thought I'd share a story instead. Okay. I had a strange coincidence that made me double take while I was listening to the Bullstone Alka Hollywood episode. Mm-hmm. In it, the four of you were talking about the gentleman who was caught driving drunk and when stepping out of his vehicle, cow eyeballs fell out of his pant legs. Oh, yeah. Which was since proven to be totally bullshit. Yeah. While the story is gross and a hoax, sad face, and you all acquitted yourselves well by making endless jokes about cow eyeballs in anuses. That sounds like us. Yeah. What will make this story stick in my head forever is that I saw an advertisement on a bus stop bench that merely said, need eyeballs. Right now as I was- What? Right as I was in the middle of of you all talking about eyeball soup. It's lucky I was nearly at work because that took me over the edge of laughing so hard I was crying. I assume the ad was about the power of advertising on the bench space, but now I can't help thinking there's just this crazy guy with an ice cream scoop and a dream who has an upstart company. I buy. <laughs> I love that because it's, uh, w- what are the odds of that? Synchronicity, brother. Mm-hmm. Nice young, <laughs> old pervert. What a, that, that's, that's a great story. It's great when the, when the stars align, uh-huh. sometimes it makes you, you forget that we're on, we're, we're in the darkest timeline. That's right. Oh, you know what stars need to align? Five of them on iTunes that's and you can make that happen. You How's sure that for can. a fucking segue? I, I'm in love with the seg. <laughs> oh. Thanks for, for, for putting us over three Hildos on the, the, the yeah, ratings. That's, that's a giant chunk. Yeah, that's great. We also are, uh, over the halfway mark to 13 hildos it's true on on the uh facebook you ever heard of that it's a big deal yeah yeah. some guy named mark thought thought it was a good idea he won't shut up about it follow us on twitter blurry underscore photos go to audibletrial.com slash blurry photos get yourself a free book get us a fiscal high five for what are you listening to i am on song of susanna in the dark tower series sounds awesome going well Got this one and one more book to go, and I'll be done with old Stephen King. Yeah, just in time for uh, Idris Elba and, uh, and Matthew, to f- it all up. Matthew McConaughey's in there now. I'm actually fine with Idris Elba and, and McConaughey casting. All right. I just, 
I I don't think they're going to do from like Gunslinger to Dark Tower. I, well, I think they're going to do something new. Here, I mean, listen. When when has a Stephen King film adaptation ever gone awry? Yeah, I think you're going to be fine. Real quick, uh, we've gotten a few emails, Facebook messages, pigeons, uh, yeah, Ho- Hogwarts owls in from you guys. Just. Saying very nice things, like uh, we helped you get through some th- some yeah, stuff. Yeah, you we've, guys are awesome. We and yeah, we we we've been there and been something that that you've you know could rely on or at least get a smile from when you're going through some hard times and and uh, know that we we appreciate you as well and we love hearing uh, about that. Not not about you going through bad stuff, right. but that we can help. Yeah, at least it's, it's it's good to know that we're able to help in 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 whatever way that we indirectly can, and that's awesome. So yeah. thank you guys yeah. for that. Thanks for letting us know. And and hey, you know, you guys are the you guys are the real heroes on that. You guys that's got true. some some tough shit, and you guys are working through it. And, and of I, course, I'm impressed by that. Yeah, this is this is the reason we do it. That 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 you guys we can we can bring a smile to you, help you take your mind off of, of yeah. the darkest timeline. Right. Yeah. And, and, and Flora has to put up with me every day. So he's kind of a hero. <laughs> he's feeling your pain pretty directly. He's taking a lot of bullets on your behalf. So yeah. Want to take a second to mention darkmyths.org. Mm-hmm. It's the podcast collective that uh, we are we are new proud members of. They're glorious and weird and they smell like beef and cheese. But delicious <laughs> but the good beef kind. and cheese. Fresh mm-hmm. beef and cheese. Fresh beef. Aged cheddar. Dark Myths Collective. You can find a lot of uh, really cool podcasts on there, and in particular, I want to point you toward the Lone Gunman podcast. It is not a podcast for would-be assassins. Correct. It's hosted by Rob Clark, and it is, as he puts it, purely his own opinion, examining the available evidence and testimony pertaining to the assassination of JFK, looking at history in a new light, and he's got a little clip for us. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. Dallas. What's up, everybody? This is Rob Clark from the Lone Gunman Podcast. And if you're enjoying the show that you're listening to right now, then I invite you to check mine out. It's a true crime history-based podcast where we examine all kinds of conspiracy theories, the players, the places, the people surrounding the assassination of our 35th president, John F. Kennedy. We debunk myths because there's a lot of fake people, fake things, fake information out there trying to mislead you from the truth. Does this sound like an assassin to you? Sir, I work in that building. Were you in the building Naturally, if I work in that building, yes, sir. Back up, man. The famous words of Lee Oswald, I'm just a patsy. Was he innocent or guilty? Tune in and find out. Darkmist.org. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker. Thank you. So again, that's the Lone Gunman, Dark Myths Collective at darkmyth.org. Check them out. Org. Uh, and and perhaps the biggest news just confirmed today, we're doing a country album. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just got the information from the swell folks at Patreon, and they said time to put on some fringe and uh, boot scoot, comma boogie. Yep, we we have surpassed our goal thanks to you, glorious uh, patrons, and we will be producing a paranormal country music album. Yeah. And I and I suspect you're thinking, well. Cool. When can I expect that? Shut up. Okay. We just seriously. figured out we're seriously. doing it. Seriously. 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 
I've I've been uh, playing guitar, but I don't yeah. know. I, I probably need to brush up on other instruments. Here's a here's a fun fact. I've been uh, going doing a lot of driving between Chicago and Iowa City, which is about a four hour drive. And I've been using the time to um, come up with country songs. Yeah, it's a good use of your time. Yeah, you want to hear one? Yeah, let's go. Well, it's been six long years since they probed me in the rear of them damn aliens, snatched me off the back of my John Deere. So there you go. There's uh, free, free, free song teasers with song pleasers. That's right. And uh, oh, Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Uh, oh, yeah. We had a ton of fun at their offices. We got to hang out with them and some swell folks from WBEZ. Got to play a ton of fun video games. Oh yeah, and a ton of fun, not video games. A ton of ton of good food. Well, yeah. Thank you to Chicago Podcast Club. Yeah. It was a it was a good time. And uh, Max Temkin knows how to throw a party. They, uh, as always, we we love uh, uh, everything they do for us. And make sure you go uh, listen to some of their shows, like Friendshipping with Jin and Chin. Yeah, super popular. They're super nice. Yeah, very nice. We met them there. Mm-hmm. That should probably do it for this acoustic episode. It's. <laughs> unplugged uh, episode yeah. of uh, blurry photos for this episode i have been the dark david flora and i've been dave no more tour stecco <laughs> no more tour <laughs> well it's been two long hours since they started this pot bite <laughs>